find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. Can you believe that? The reason why it's decades ahead of what's out there now is because it comes from a source, a different source, a source with no interest groups behind it, a source with no, you know, like the whole money thing behind it, a source where there's no, um, you know, what the ego thing, you know, it doesn't mean I have an ego or not. That's a different story. But the source, (laughs) the source doesn't have an ego. All right. And, you know, at this, it, at the same time, there's no, I mean, there's no whatever politics behind it. There's no anything behind it that we know that's wrapped up in medicine, whether it's alternative. Yeah, even alternative medicine. Did you guys know that? That alternative medicine still is wrapped up in a whole bunch of crap? just wrapped up in it. I'm I'm not saying it's not good. There's great things about alternative medicine, great things about conventional medicine, incredible things. There's no doubt about it. We know that we talk about that in many different ways, but it's intertwined, intertwined with lots of trickery, lots and lots of trick. You don't believe me? Just figure out the autoimmune thing that it brought to the table about the body not attacking itself. What it is, is autoimmune isn't the body attacking itself? So your 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 white what your killer cells aren't going after your organs. That's insane. Okay. Instead, what's happening? Something else inside of you is going after the body, inflaming the body, like the Epstein Barr virus, like other viruses, like HHV six cytomegalovirus, like the strep bacteria, E. coli bacteria, like um, H. pylori, like all kinds of different things that cause inflammation and many more, and. That's what causes things to happen inside the body and feeding off of toxic heavy metals. You know, the unforgiving four. Check out the life-changing foods, the unforgiving four. Talk about the unforgiving four. That's what's behind our, you know, our aches and pains, our sicknesses and everything else and our neurological problems and everything else that we have. But wait, you know, the trickery, the trickery of both alternative and conventional medicine, blaming you, putting the blame on you, darn right. And there's good reason to do it. There's good reason for that. I'm not saying that doctors and practitioners, you know, the ones that just follow along with that that trickery, they follow along without, that's a different story. I mean, they don't know better. That's all. That's, that's It doesn't mean their heart's sour. It doesn't mean they're they're trying to be trickery or anything like that or whatever. They're trying to out-trick them. That's not it at all. Their hearts are in it. Their compassion's in their work. They want to heal people. They're given the wrong information from a higher source, meaning a higher source in the industries that causes the trickery. Okay, so the source I talk to is decades ahead of what's out there now. Because it's not polluted. It is not polluted at all. And polluted, I mean polluted with all that garbage. Polluted with that sinister makeup of making sure you're to blame like it's been for decades with our health. And now the genetic blame, the big genetic blame that I feel bad for a lot of practitioners and doctors following along with this. This, you know, it's so bad that they're following along with this. Of course, there's genes. Of course, there's DNA. Of course, there's hereditary traits. Of course, there is. But that's not why we're getting sick now. That's not why we're getting sick right now. 
more so than ever before in history. So I feel really bad for practitioners that are getting swallowed up in the gene, the gene blame game. So, you know, exactly. So if this is your first time hearing the show, realize this stuff is going to be, it's going to be clean. It's not going to be filtered, filtered with, you know, that kind of interest group behind it, that kind of whatever behind it, the whole bit. It's not going to have that. And, and that's the whole point. Who has 10, 20, 30 years to wait for answers for their illnesses? And people have been waiting 50 years, 50 years and getting the same old crap. It's only gotten a, a little bit better in many different ways. You could see I'm all jazzed up. Huh? Is that what it is today? Um, you know what it is? It's passion. It's passion about knowing that your suffering is passion because I have to be a voice for people who, you know, they don't feel good enough to voice themselves or they've been through so much and I have to make sure that I'm there and the whole bit. Um, so today's show, what's today's show about? Today's show is about dehydration, chronic dehydration, dehydration. This is a big one. You know, you think you're hydrated? No, 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 no. He may not be, and we're going to cover this. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a good one. Um, Hey, check out the thyroid book. The thyroid book is called Thyroid Healing, Medical Medium Thyroid Healing. That book is packed, really packed. I I push the limits to the brinker to the end on that one. Check that out when you get a chance. Uh, You guys are going to be really happy with that one. I don't think you're going to be, I don't think you're going to be unhappy. You're going to be really happy with that one. And I mean, and maybe on a couple of shows later, I'll just give you some tidbits of what's in there, but it is insanely packed with spirits information. I went above and beyond. It has Epstein-Barr information. I didn't even put in book one. I mean, because it was just so much coming from spirit. It It is, <laughs> it is, it is beyond. So check that out if you can. Okay, so Let's uh, let's go into this. Let's go into this now. You know, I I, I won't even go into you know my my personal story or anything um, uh, about how I I hear the source and everything that I hear. You guys have heard it a million times. Let's let's. I have so much dehydration information that I just want to get that out there and get that out there. So okay, so let's start. You know, there are very few people on this planet that walk around hydrated or having proper hydration, okay? This planet alone is dehydrating. It's dehydrating. The pollution, the unforgiving four, I talk about in life-changing foods, medical medium life-changing foods. The unforgiving four is dehydrating. What's the unforgiving four? You know, get a copy of the book so you can read all about it. It's, it's the toxic heavy metals, okay? It's all of that. And that's a big part of it. It's the radiation, all right? And, you know, it's the radiation. It's, um, hey, did I forget the unforgiving for? It's the viral explosion, okay? And it's DDT. Yeah, DDT. I talk about why it's DDT. You'd say, well, DDT doesn't exist anymore. No, that's not true. You have it sitting right in your liver. It's right in your liver from your parents, from their parents. It's sitting in your liver, and it's holding us back. It's no joke, so these things make us so dehydrated, but that's not all. It's just a regular pollution. It's just stuff spewing out of the sky. We have all kinds of crazy stuff happening on this planet right now. And, you know, there's reasons for dehydration. 
And so uh, the bottom line is there are very few people on this planet walking around today with proper hydration, you know, and whenever I go anywhere or do something or whatever, just like, you know, the event, uh, that last event in, in LA, when I was on the stage, just literally picking up information, just coming from spirit on, on, on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people out there and not being properly, properly hydrated, meaning on a regular basis, a regular level. And, you know, when I go out and, and, you know, public, which is rare or anything like that, it's, chronic dehydration in so many levels, like thick blood, thick blood, thick people should not have thick blood. That's one thing you don't want. And thick blood gets us in so much trouble. When we have a level of dehydration, our blood gets thick. Okay. Now the problem with that, depending on who you are, where you are in your life, What's going on? What your health concerns are? It makes it difficult for the heart to pull blood up from the liver, get fresh, clean blood up to the heart, and then, you know, up to the brain, getting oxygen to the brain, getting oxygen to organs and everything like that. And the blood's thick. And people go on these really high fat diets and get more dehydrated than ever before. They go on these, you know, these trendy high fat diets where it's it's high fat, high fat, high fat. And if you're saying, well, hey, I've never been on a high fat diet. If you're on a high protein diet, then you're on a high fat diet. So, you know, what happens is that you know, the whole no carb thing and just, just high fat, high fat, high fat. I'm sure a bunch of you guys are even doing that. I'm not saying, Hey, I'm not saying, look, it's the worst thing in the world. That's not it at all. And I'm not picking on it. I'm just saying you get thick blood, thick blood. And, and that makes a difference. Cause if you get thick blood way too long, I'll say thick blood a hundred times. Cause it's that important. If you have that thick blood for way too long. You can set yourself up for a stroke, uh, TIA, trans-ischemic attack, um, which is kind of like a mini stroke from little tiny blood vessels. You can set yourself up for heart attack. You can set yourself up for liver problems, kidney problems, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. You name it can come along the way. And the older you get, and the thicker your blood is, the more problems you can get set up for, the more things that could go wrong. Your can- cancer rates can go up in people. Cancer ratios, cancer percentages can go up from thick blood because there's less oxygen going around and less detoxing, less detoxing going on. I don't care what detoxing concoction that you're drinking or eating. Um, if you got real thick blood, it's useless, practically useless. I'm just telling you right now. I don't care what exercise you're doing. I don't care if you're in the gym. You're one of those peeps where you're in the gym for three, four hours a day and you're sweating up that storm. And yeah, you're drinking a little bit of water and you're drinking a couple, you know, a couple, a little bit of, I don't know, some electrolyte water, whatever it is and all that. But if you're, you got thick blood, you can still have thick blood and still even be looking good and looking fine and then stroke out. I've seen people with six packs, six packs, Okay. Not six packs of beer, six packs on their belly, right? I've seen people with six packs, muscles, biceps, you know, you name it. And, but their blood is so damn thick and their urine is, is yellow and stinky and really acidic and their body's really acidic and boom, they get strokes and heart attacks. Age 42, age 45, age 38, age 57, age 58, age 59, whatever. And I've seen it happen to too many people for too many times, too many years over the years. 
Because I, I've seen people with thinner blood with no six pack. <laughs> okay. And, and they, they make it just, they just got this rhythm and they got thin blood and they have a certain hydration thing that they do naturally within them and they make it to 80, 90 years old. And yeah, and no strokes, no TIAs, no nothing. I've seen guys just, they're in the gym and they're working out. And what happened to John? What happened to him? Oh no, he, he's, he's in a wheelchair. He had a massive stroke. What do you mean? The guy was in the best shape of his life. I couldn't believe it in the best damn shape. Yeah, no, it was the strangest thing. He just woke up one morning and hit the floor. Yeah, because you got to keep your blood thin. You got to keep it naturally thin. This is no joke. No joke, man. So, <laughs> all right. Hey, fast, fast in the seatbelts. We're going on a hydration ride. So fast in the seatbelts. Like this is, you know, we're uh, <laughs> we're cooking with spam now, man. All right. So I'm just trying to, hey, look, trying to cheer you guys up because uh, you know what happens is when you learn this information, you might get down down a little bit and be like, wait a minute, am I hydrated enough? What am I doing? What's Anthony saying? Is my blood too thick? No, I'm just trying to, look, be lighthearted. I know it's serious what I'm talking about, but be lighthearted. And we're going to get through this together today. All right. So let's see what's normal, normal behavior for standard, just American people, standard American people, you know, what's normal behavior and not just standard American, just any American, you know, what's, what's normal coffee in the morning, coffee in the morning, right? Soda for lunch, soda for lunch. You're at the workplace, tapping on your keyboard, and uh, make sure you get, you know, get a soda for lunch. Maybe get a healthier soda, one that doesn't, you know, have so many bad things in it. Maybe a diet soda. Yeah, diet soda is not healthy. Not healthy. I'd rather have, I'd rather have your polluted bad soda with filled with, you know, corn syrup than have a diet soda. If if I had the option, someone stuck a diet soda in front of me, or you know, you know, your regular just syrupy, junky GMO aluminum can, you know, soda, I'd be like, I'll take that. I'll take. I mean, well, I wouldn't take either or, but if I had no choice or something, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take, I'll take that one because I'm not touching that aspartame that's in that diet soda. I don't need a stroke, and you know, the deal is, is that, is that we have the coffee in the morning. We have the soda for lunch, maybe a soda for the afternoon too, maybe a martini during happy hour. Is that hydration for you? Do you think that's hydration? Because that's normal. That's normal. When you say, no, well, you, you might not be in doing that, and I know that. You might not be because you're into health, because you're into smoothies, because you're into something, because you're, maybe you're following you know, the medical medium you know, train of, 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 of you know, your, your juices, your celery juice, maybe you're drinking more water. Maybe you got some lemon water. Maybe you got some ginger water. Maybe you're doing the herbal teas we talk about, right? All the, the medical medium information, but, but a huge portion of the country and globally, you know, we'll have an espresso after dinner. How about that for hydration? Is that hydrating? An espresso after dinner? (laughs) All right. So what about a latte? Or something like that during the day, is that uh, is a soy latte? Is that is that hydrating? What about an iced coffee? Iced coffee? How about that one, right? What about an iced tea? Is an iced tea hydrating? <laughs> no, you know, no way. I'm cracking myself up here. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's not hydrating. Well, wait a minute. 
What if you have your coffee in the morning, you have, you know, your latte, you have your iced coffee for lunch, you have you, you, whatever you're doing, and you have a glass of wine at night after dinner, maybe an espresso, and you're doing all that, but you also drink some water in between it all. You're still dehydrated. There's no way. There's no way to hydrate while doing that. There's no way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There isn't. I mean, it's hard when you drink coffee every morning and then still if you're drinking water throughout the day and, and having a smoothie, you're still just going to be on the brinker of thick blood, of, of chronic de- deep, deep, deep chronic dehydration down in there because that coffee sucks the, 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 the juice out of you, just sucks the juice out of you. I'm not saying coffee is the worst thing in the world. People want a cup of coffee, fine. You know, I don't, I don't pick on coffee because I pick on, I'd rather pick on dairy products, pick on eggs. I'd rather pick on things that feed viruses. Coffee will not feed a virus. So I'm not anti-coffee for somebody in their lives. You want a healthy, you know, go get a healthy decaf and you want, you want to live your life, have some coffee, but you're going to have to up your game of hydration if you want to do that. And then if you, like I said, you got any soda going on, you got any other weird drinks going on? They're just bottled junk. If you got, you know, if you got an, an alcoholic beverage, you know, going on, if you have you know, that latte and that iced coffee and you have whatever, whatever it is, whatever Metro drink, you know, from whatever, you know, um, fancy coffee shop that is, you better up your game. You better up the game. And, um, and you know, or... The bottom line is we better thin out the blood a little bit naturally, naturally. We come from, get this, get this. This is really mind-blowing. We come from a dehydrated lineage, okay? Just totally let that sink in for a second. When I say it, I have to let it sink in because spirit tells me this information. How else will I know? You know, you can't find that information anywhere. You go tap on the keys all you want on the internet because it all comes from spirit. And spirit says, spirit says that we come from a dehydrated lineage. Okay? That means our forefathers, forefathers, forefathers were dehydrated, chronically dehydrated. And it gets passed down, passed down along the way because of mistakes made by our forefathers that we pay for later. It's not our bodies attacking itself, people. It's not genetics. It has nothing to do with genetics. It's just plain old mistakes that we make after our, our families make it, our parents make them, after their parents make them, after their parents make them. Plain old mistakes. But of course, the medical industry wants to blame everything on genes now and, and, and all or, or our bodies attacking itself, oh, which turns out to be genetic now. Well, everything else, all that. It's just wrong, you know? And, and it, look, and I don't care. I don't care if I have to tell you like it is because I have to watch your back. If I don't watch your back, then I'm sick over everything. If I don't watch your back and I hold, and I hold back information or I'm not straight or I'm not up front or I'm not telling you like it is or whatever it is, I got to live with that. I got to live with the fact that I'm not doing my job for you guys. Got to live with the fact that I'm not passing along the information from spirit for you guys. And it kills me, just disintegrates me. I have to tell you. I have to tell you like it is. We have this chronic dehydration going back all the way. 
in, in our lineage, in our lineage. That's right. That's right. So you just got to know that. So you got to think about it. Be like, whoa, wait a minute. And it matters because it's information. It's information passed on to the next person through our cells having nothing to do with genes. It's through our cells. It's information stored through our cells passed on down. And, you know, and that matters through brain tissue information and we, and we, we go dehydrated and we, and we inherit, inherit a dehydration of whole vast knowledge of information of being chronically dehydrated for a century, two centuries. And we take that on just like we take on stored amounts of DDT, just like we take on stored amounts of radiation, just like we take on mercury, mercury that's a thousand years old, that goes back from lineages all the way back to 2,000 years. Actually, you know, when I say a thousand years old, I do that because I can't even believe how far it goes back. It, it, it actually scares me to think that it goes back even further because it does. Probably goes back, it goes back to what spirits of about 3,500 years. So we can have we can have mercury in our in our bodies. That's thirty five hundred years old, mind out of minds, thirty five hundred years ago, and that scares me. So I get a little spooked. So I just try to keep it to a thousand. So I don't I don't get myself razzed up, and and because yeah, because many of us have it from a thousand years, and many of us have it from recently, from hundred and fifty years. We all have a batch of it. Many of us have just a whole you know bunch of different levels of mercury from different times. And that comes through, that comes through, but so does the dehydration, it does, it's a dehydrating planet, it really is not because the sun's beating down or because of some kind of global warming thing, that's not why it's dehydrating, that's not it at all, it's dehydrating because of what's, what, we, what we take on, what's passed down to us, toxins that are passed down the unforgiving four that's passed down, and plus information like being passed down of dehydration for so long, for so many reasons, and it hurts us. It hurts us. So let's go back to that a little bit. We have a coffee in the morning, got the soda for the afternoon, maybe uh, soda with, uh, with, you know, for lunch or whatever, like I was saying. In the afternoon, I mean, maybe a small bottle of water. Maybe uh, people at work, they get the little paper cup and they get a little, you know, two ounces of water in the paper cup and they send it down. That water's probably got a little bit of chlorine in it and God knows what. And those those water, um, those big water bottles. And, and yeah, that sit upside down and you get the paper cup and you get it. Um, so, and that's dehydrating all on its own, chlorinated water. Chlorinated water, traces of chlorine is extremely dehydrating. Then what about the high salt factor we deal with every single day? High salt, salt in everything. The wrong kind of salt, though. You might be saying to me right now, someone who just tuned out of the show and says, well, Anthony doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. What is this guy's crazy? What is he talking about? Salt's good for us. That's been proven time and time and time again. Proven by who and proven by what and, and for what reason is the bottom line. But Yes, we do need some salt, and it's true. We do need sodium. We need sodium levels in the body to function. You better believe it. It's critical. But those sodium sources have to come from, like, the celery. You should be eating celery sticks on and off all day. Celery juice. You take your juicer, and you run just celery sticks. 
right through it. Make a big glass of celery juice once a day. That's the sodium. Make a spinach soup. This kind of sodium doesn't dehydrate us. Get because it's a different type of mineral salt profile undiscovered by science and research. It's a different group of salts. Science knows that salt is in celery, but doesn't know there's subgroups of salts. I talk about this in uh, Life-Changing Foods, subgroups of salts that it hasn't figured out yet because science is behind. You have to understand that, really behind with so many different levels of things. And if you say, if you say science is not behind, if you say that, then you're not awake to the fact that 275 million Americans out of 325 million Americans are sick with something and there's no answers for it, whether they got a name for their diagnosis or a name for their label, but they still don't have a cure or an answer or they're still sick with something regardless of what that is. And that tells you science has nothing on that, man. It has nothing at all and isn't even touching chronic illness at all. So those sodium, that's kind of sodium, those mineral salts, those mineral salts are critical, okay? Because they don't let you get dehydrated. You take spinach, put it in your, your, your blender, and you blend up your spinach, throw a couple of tomatoes in there, which have trace amounts of salt too different kinds of salt in there. Throw that in there. Throw maybe a garlic clove if you like garlic. Throw two, um, two celery sticks in there with the spinach. And you make yourself a spinach soup. Maybe a little cilantro. And you blend it and make yourself a living spinach soup, which will be really hydrating for a meal, but give you the right sodium. And so that's something you should do once in a while, just to just improve on the right kind of sodium and the right kind of hydration. So here we are, we're talking about, you know, different ways of how we can get dehydrated. Here's the deal. Our bodies are under constant conflict with trying to squeeze water from something that is hydrated. So I know this sounds kind of confusing. Here's what I mean. One thing and one reason why we stay dehydrated all the time is because we're eating a lot of cooked food. Cooked food. Food that's cooked. Now, I'm not saying you have to go raw. I'm not saying that you have to go 100%, you know, to raw food world. That's not what I'm saying. You can have cooked food. You just have to be mindful to knowing how to balance it. If you really like just raw salads and raw fruit and raw leafy greens, and raw vegetables, raw nuts and seeds, or whatever, and that's the route you go, and you're, you know, you're, you're in that random small group of, like, 50 raw fooders in the country, if you do that, 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 hey, I I support that, that's amazing, if you're somebody who likes to do 50-50, you like to do just, you know, cooked vegetables, cooked quinoa, but you also like your smoothie. You also like, you know, fresh squeezed lemons. You like whatever thing you want to do half and half. I support that too. If you're somebody who just does cooked 100% no matter what, everything's cooked. Nothing at all is alive. I don't support that as much, meaning I'll support it if at least it's healthy foods that are 100% like all, all cooks. So say your diet's 100% cooked, 100%, nothing isn't cooked that goes in you. 
I'll still support you if they're healthy foods, if they're healthy foods. But we're going to have to do something to make up for that hydration. Drink a little bit more water. Squeeze some lemon in some water somewhere so there's fresh raw lemon squeezed in that glass of water so that you actually can get some hydration. Because anything cooked forces your body to pull liquid from every avenue it can, meaning taking liquid from your organs, taking water from your organs, taking water from every cell it can possibly take in the body, driving it, driving it into glands and into the stomach to turn that cooked food into liquid. So you get dehydrated from just a straight cooked food diet. So if you're somebody that has, you know, a, a you know a baked potato with your salad, that's that's really cool because you get your baked potato and you got a, a raw salad. So you've got all that hydration from the lettuce, from uh, pieces of celery chopped up, cucumbers chopped up on there, and then you got your baked potato in there. That works really good. That works really good. Don't be afraid of baked potato. Don't be afraid of potatoes, steamed potatoes. They're amazing for you amazing. I can't even, I can't push it enough how important they are. You know, check out life-changing foods, what I say about the potato. So here's the deal. I mean, you, you, you're you doing half and half right there. That's really great. But say dinner time, you're doing, I don't know, some wild rice or some quinoa and you got some cooked veggies, you know, steamed zucchini or whatever, or sauteed vegetables or whatever. Maybe you got a few, some people like beans, you got a few legumes in there, some chickpeas thrown in there, maybe get some hummus on the side. And then you got this little guacamole on the side, which is raw, with squeezed lemon in there. You got some cilantro in there. You got some chopped red onion on there. That's good because that's that's hydrating right there. That's hydrate. That's hydrating, balancing some of the other stuff that's not hydrating. You know, and... You know, say you're big into grass-fed beef or whatever, big into turkey, um, uh, free-range chicken or whatever it is, and you're having chicken and, and uh, vegetables. Say you're totally into paleo, so you just got chicken and veggies, and that's all you got, and you do that twice a day, three times a day. You're going to have to get some hydration in you somewhere because you're going to get some thick blood. If you didn't already get the thick blood from just birth coming along, you're going to have some thick blood going on. So what does thick blood mean? It means it's slow moving, slow moving, and that's not good. It moves slow, gets the heart to work harder, and that can't be detected. You go to the doctor and you do the you know EKG, you go to the doctor and you do the stress test and you do the cardiogram and you do everything else you want to do. They're not going to be able to detect how thick your blood is, how slow it's moving, and how hard, how hard your heart is working to drive that blood up, shortening your life. Because what happens is the longer you're dehydrated in your life and the thicker your blood is, what happens is your heart has to work and work and work and work harder and harder and harder. And what does that mean? It wears out when you, even when you exercise the even when you were eating what you thought was good and exercise, your heart can wear out earlier in its earlier days. God, am I a downer today or what? Am I a downer today? All right, we got to start. <laughs> All right, hang on for the ride. Hang on. So let's go into, let's go into, let's finish up the whole cooked thing, the cooked food thing. You don't have to be raw, but you have to think about a raw meal somewhere. You have to think about 
a, and if, look, if you're someone who has so many digestive problems that you're convinced that you can't do a raw food, even though the raw food, the right kind of raw food would be helpful for your digestive problem, like a banana, believe it or not, which is incredible for digestive issues. If you're someone who can't do anything raw whatsoever because you're afraid and you just eat chopped, boiled chopped meat and a few veggies, and I understand, I've seen a lot of people get, you know, they go to the, all these different practitioners, get all these different ideas, they go down a rabbit hole, they do all these food allergy tests, they get told they're allergic to every single thing there is. Basically, this is all screw-ups, by the way. This is all screw-ups in the industry. And then they're stuck eating boiled chopped meat every day and and still having reactions. Or they're just stuck, stuck eating boiled chopped meat every day. And maybe a vegetable or two. If you're one of those, then we got to break the ice someday. We got to get a little bit, a little bit of lemon, just just three tiny drops of lemon squeezed in a glass of water. Three tiny drops because the body will take it. It will take it and use it. It will take it and use it. It will. It will. If you're someone that says, well, I eat cooked all the time, but I only eat soups all the time. They're not hydrating. They're not hydrating. My favorite soup in the world is the healing broth, the medical medium healing broth. Okay? My favorite soup in the world. It's cooked. It's cooked. But but guess what? You get you, it's still slightly dehydrating to some degree. So you have to incorporate you know something else in your diet. You have to have your smoothie in the morning, or you have to have some lemon water or cucumber juice. I want to talk about cu- cucumber juice. And the healing broth isn't dehydrating in a bad way. It's not at all because it's loaded with mineral salts that help you retain, meaning help you actually access the right kind of water when you do eat something else. So what it does, the healing broth soup, is it's not dehydrating, but but it's not hydrating. It's in the neutral zone is what it is. It's in the neutral zone because it's got all the mineral salts in it that heal you. It just so happens you're still going to need a coconut water maybe that day. You're still going to need a fresh lemon, you know, a lemon, lemon water. You're going to need a cucumber juice. You're still going to need a celery juice. You're still going to need a salad. Maybe a salad with some cucumber sliced on top and pieces of celery sticks. You're still going to need something. You can't just be, you know, you you, you got to have something because the healing broth is in the neutral zone where it doesn't dehydrate you really and it, it doesn't hydrate you, but it heals you. There's things that heal you that have nothing to do with hydration or dehydration and they heal you. So the bottom line is, the bottom line is that whatever you're doing, if you're somebody that just do, does all these different soups or a bone broth, a bone broth is extremely dehydrating. I can't even tell you. That is dehydrating. It's one of the reasons why I offer the healing broth because it's in the neutral zone. If the bone broth is there, and I'm not, I'm not anti-bone broth. If you like bone broth and you're into it, I'm not against it. It's not about whether I you know, like it dislike it, whatever. It's about what something's doing. And I'm just saying that if you love your bone broth, you have to then have raw juices in your diet too. You have to do the celery juice. You have to get yourself a green juice. You have to get yourself, and you have to do the lemon water twice a day. You need to do that if you love the bone broth thing, because the bone broth thing is extremely dehydrating, especially when, when people are putting all the, all the vinegar in there, all the vinegar in there. The, you know, the vinegar, that whole thing. That shouldn't be in there, by the way. Bone broth should not have vinegar in there. Bone broth should be the bones simmering 
simmering, mildly simmering in a pot of, of, of very good water, not water from the sink. Okay, that should be bone broth if you're into bone broth. Keep the vinegar out. That was a mistake, a huge mistake. I don't care what science is behind it, who's behind it. So if you love your bone broth, like if I, if, you know, if I had two bone broths in front of me and, you know, I didn't want to hurt somebody's feeling, they were like, hey, look, you know, uh, here's, two, here's two bone broths. Pick one. You can drink one. Or I had no choice, whatever. I would pick the one that had no vinegar. It'd be better for you. It wouldn't be as dehydrating. So that's just a tip if, for the bone broth lovers to look out for. So when you're making your bone broth, Take out the vinegar. Get rid of the vinegar. I'm just telling you now. Just get rid of that. Terrible idea. Completely terrible idea. The vinegar does not extract the bones or the nutrients from the bones any better than the water. In fact, the water does better. Better job at that, keeping it plain. So I'm just giving you that. And and you heat it up. You don't just have it in lukewarm water. You heat it up. You get that hot. You simmer it. You simmer it in good heat, like a cooking simmer, like a low simmer cooking simmer for a while. You, you, you cook it, and then you, and then you keep the vinegar out. I'm just telling you, that's how you make it less dehydrating and more nutritious if you love it. Um, but because people don't do that, they throw all the vinegar in it. I like the healing broth because that heals you, and it actually doesn't dehydrate you, even though, I like, a, like I said, it's neutral and it doesn't hydrate you either. But still, it's healing. Okay, so um, that's just in case anybody has questions about that kind of thing. So, you know, what kind of deficit can we have? We can have a dehydration deficit for years. Remember that. We can have it for years. That's why if you're eating a lot of cooked food, you're eating hummus, you're eating chicken, you're eating, um, you know, you're eating some roasted nuts and seeds— Whatever it is, you're getting dehydrated. So you got to remember what to do. Let's talk about the cucumber juice. Cucumber juice is critical. Here's how you do it. I've had people say to me, well, with the cucumber juice, what do I do? Do I just, you know, stick cucumber in water in a blender and blend it up? No, no, you don't. You don't do it that way. You juice, you slice the cucumber in slices and you run it through your juicer until you have one big glass of cucumber juice. One big glass of cucumber juice, and you drink that once a day. The hydrating factor is unreal. That means if you're if you're eating the most dehydrating diet, chicken twice a day, bacon for breakfast, like ketogenic people do, chicken lunch and dinner, a few cooked vegetables, and a bone broth with vinegar, which is, I mean, I can't tell you how dehydrating that is to the body, what the heart has to do. I don't care what kind of exercising you're doing. Uh, what the heart has to do is unbelievable. The work it has to do shortens the life. It's the kind of work it has to do. So, so if you're doing that, then you want that glass of cucumber juice, straight 16 ounces of straight cucumber juice, and you just turned your whole diet around where you just, you thinned out your blood. Your heart's not going to have to work so hard. So if you love that kind of diet, bacon in the morning, um, whatever, bacon, eggs in the morning, chicken for lunch, chicken for dinner, you know, bone broth with vinegar, lots of vinegar, whatever it is that you're doing, um, you know, turkey, the whole bit, and nothing else but a few cooked vegetables, no raw, no raw anything, no raw juices, no big smoothies, no fruit at all. Because fruit is so hydrating, then you better be doing that cucumber juice. I'm giving you direct information. 
<laughs> direct order, <laughs> direct order. Get a cucumber juice going on. And um, let's go over some of the things you could do to hydrate yourself. And look, some of you are saying, hey, I have my salad and avocado for lunch. Good. You've you got some hydration going on. Hey, you know what? I, you know, I had my smoothie, the heavy metal detox smoothie in the morning. That's hydrating. So there you go. So you got it going on, but hey, you still have your chicken for, for dinner or something. Okay, fine, but look what you're doing. Look what you're doing. You're hydrating where you can. And then some of you are plant-based where you're like, where you're like, well, I do it all, and I still I have 80% raw, 20% cooked. Some people are 50-50, 50%. Some people are raw in the morning and cooked at night and whatever. And they you know, you can monitor it and get the hydration going. So let's talk about some of the hydration hydrating things. Um incorporating a few raw vegetables, you know, chopped up cucumber and salads, chopped up celery, um, spiralized zucchini, zucchini spaghetti with tomatoes, which are a fruit to fresh tomatoes. These are ways to hydrate. Um, herbal tea, herbal tea is neutral. It doesn't dehydrate you and it doesn't hydrate you. If it's been tea that's been heated up and simmered, I mean, I like tea that's simmered. I like tea that's cold tea. Cold tea meaning just, you know, just fresh leaves of an herb, peppermint leaves, lemon balm. Lemon balm's my favorite because it's a miracle herb that cures disease. So I just, I just love it. So, you know, I'll take fresh, um, fresh lemon, lemon balm leaves, throw them you know, or, you know, if you can't find them fresh, if you can't, don't have a plant to pick them from, okay, then you get the dried ones. You throw them in a jug of water, you know, leave it on the counter for six hours and put it in the refrigerator after that and drink from it whenever you want to drink from it. That's hydrating. That's hydrating. But if you simmer your tea, you heat it up, you boil the water and boom, and you put it in there, it's not really hydrating, but it's fine. You could, st it's still incredible because it won't dehydrate you. Unless it's a type of herb that can dehydrate you, like a dehydrating herb. But um, most herbs aren't. And most common herbs that we drink teas from don't. Black tea, tea leaves, those are dehydrating. Earl Grey, dehydrating. So those are those are the you know the Earl Grey, the black tea, the those tea, those tea leaves, all that really dehydrating. So just letting you know. Um, so look out for that. Everything else, you know, do the, do the better, better option. Green tea, sorry, green tea with caffeine. That's, that's dehydrating. That's dehydrating. So I'm just giving you the ones that are dehydrating. So if you do any of those, make sure you balance it with some of these other options. Coconut water, even a coconut water that's pasteurized, believe it or not, is hydrating. So remember that coconut water, lemon water, take, you know, I cut a lemon every day. I do three lemon waters a day. So that's what I do. That's what Anthony William does. You know, I cut the lemon uh, in half. I squeeze it just right into a big bottle of water. I do that three times a day. Okay? And um, that you can do it once a day, twice a day. If you're somebody on a totally cooked diet, then do it once, twice a day. If you're someone under stress and you got neurological problems, you want hydration. You don't want thick blood. People with anxiety... People with anxiety, panic, depression should never be dehydrated. They should be hydrated. Critical. It's critical. Or the depression will get worse. Or the brain fog will get worse. People with brain fog. If you guys got brain fog, do you got brain fog? 
If you got that, it gets worse if your blood is thick. That's right. If your blood is thick. It's not how deep is your love, it's how thick is your blood. You know, you know that that's deep how deep is your love from Bee Gees. It's not that song. Well, think about that song and think about how thick is your blood. And you know, try to try to have a way to remember it. That's one way to kind of remember it. <laughs> if you like the Bee Gees, you can always do. But listen, listen, it's it's that important. So if you're, you know, if you're cooked all the time, yep, if you're cooked all the time, nothing's really hydrating going in you, and you miss meals, and you're not staying hydrated, some people go four or five hours without eating or drinking anything. And they got panic and or they have anxiety and they have depression it's all recipes and then when they do get something it's a latte come on we need to change that up change that up so put the lemon water in there when you can cucumber juice um important let's see don't ever do a water drinking contest god forbid god forbid there's one every like four years because they, it takes about four years for people to think about how tragic it ends. So just remember that. Tragic it ends, meaning people drown. They drown. They drink. You know when people have eating contests and they go into restaurants and they try to eat a 10-pound cheeseburger and they get it for free if they ate it? Or they, or they do a contest where, you know, I'm not telling you to do that. Don't do that. But or they just do a, a contest where you know they're into they're into eating contests or whatever. Um, well, there's drinking contests. Well, first of all, in college, there's nothing but drinking contests, which I mean is just terrifying. That's that's you know all people do is drink in college. It's just it's something that just should not really exist. It's terrible. But the point is that but there's water drinking contests like every four years, someone forgets that somebody died four years ago. And they do it again. And some poor woman or poor man just drinks themselves to death with water and dies a half an hour later drowning in their lungs, drowning in their cells, their tissue. So it just, you know, you don't have to drink that much water. You can drink, um, you know, here's what I drink every day for water. I drink two liters of water a day. But, but I also have in and out of it you know, I have other things. You know, I have the cucumber juice. I have the, I have the celery juice. So I'm just giving you a little window into my life, okay? And um, so that's what I have in there for hydration. I also do squeezed orange juice. I do fresh squeezed orange juice too. And I drink, you know, uh, 16 ounces, sometimes 32 ounces of fresh squeezed orange juice. And that is incredible, you know, for, for well, I mean, oranges, just looking life-changing foods, what oranges do for you. But you don't have to, you know, over drink water. So don't get scared or anything. You just have to start adding some things in. You got your smoothie, okay? You got your smoothie, banana, wild blueberries, whatever it is. You do like a, maybe do a spinach soup, like I said, like the living spinach soup once in a while. Check out some of my recipes. Check out life-changing food recipes. They're all hydrating. Most of them are hydrating. And um, do a coconut water in the afternoon. Do... Do a couple of, you know, glasses of herbal tea and, and squeeze lemon in the herbal tea. Fresh lemon. You just made a hydrating concoction by putting fresh lemon in there. Put fresh lemon, squeeze in all your salads. You just made them more hydrating. So you don't have to drink yourself to death with water. That's not it. But if you aren't drinking any water, you got to drink some. 
You could do the lemon water. You can do um, plain old glass of water if that's all you got. And that's perfectly fine. So, you know, and, and listen, somebody might be a runner. Somebody might be a runner. They might be, you know, they might be into running. So you have to up your water a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So my two liters a day might not be enough for somebody who's a runner or exercising enough or exercising a lot. So think about that. Let's go into the next phase, even though we only have so many minutes left. Oh, my God. Next phase, toxins and poisons. Why do you want to be hydrated? Because that's how you get rid of toxins and poisons. Toxins and poisons out of the liver, out of the kidneys. If you're not hydrated enough, you're not going to get the toxins and the poisons out. If you're detoxing heavy metals with some supplement or whatever, or say the heavy metal detox, the heavy metal detox smoothie is rigged so that you can actually have enough hydration in that smoothie to not, you know, not allow the, the, the metals or anything to bother you when they leave you. That's the beauty of that. That's what Spirit's recipe was. That's why I listen to Spirit. Spirit knows best over any person. But the bottom line is that if you take a heavy metal product that you found off of somewhere else or you bought somewhere, whatever, chances are you're just going to be dehydrated anyway. The product's not hydrating you, whatever that concoction is that somebody sold you. And then, and then you got toxins and poisons that, that aren't being urinated out and eliminated out of the liver and the kidneys and everything else. So that's why it's important to be hydrated. Bugs, bugs, Epstein-Barr, other bugs, they love, you know, love, you know, and people with Lyme, people with chronic fatigue, people with fibromyalgia, people with, you know, multiple sclerosis. Bugs love someone who's dehydrated or has thick blood. Bugs love. Lyme, Lyme loves, not squeeze Lyme, talk about Lyme disease. Lyme disease loves when someone goes on an all-cooked diet, ketogenic diet for their Lyme disease because that means the bugs are going to flourish. They're going to just flourish because the person's going to be so damn dehydrated. And if they drink water, it's going to run right through them because that kind of diet's really dehydrating. So, you know, you just want to make sure you do follow some of the guidelines we're talking about today in the show because if you got Lyme or anything else, you want some hydration. It's important. And then gallstones gallstones. You can create all these gallstones by being chronically dehydrated long term. Why do you think the gallbladder has a bag of sand in it? It has a bag of sand and rocks in it from high protein diets with no flushing of de of hydration uh, systems to flush. Not enough of the right things. Not enough fruit in the diet. When people keep fruit out of the diet for five years and they just eat too much protein, what happens is they get the gallstones building up. They won't even know it until they're 50 years old, 55 years old, and holy cow, gallbladders got to come out because they were, weren't eating enough fruit in their day to dissolve and break down gallstones. Fruit is hydrating. I can't say it enough. If you're totally anti-fruit, get my first book, Medical Medium. Read the Fruit Fear chapter. And don't get angry at me. Whatever you do, just chill and don't get angry because I basically just, you know, gave you the holy grail about fruit. And it's hard on how you feel. Because I noticed that some people, they get this belief system, whatever it is, and it's like you can't, like, scratch it. You can't, like, break it down. It's like a wall. And... And, and I get it, but I don't, I'm not into belief systems. I'm just into the right information from spirit. I'm, I, it's not about a belief system for me. It's about what's the right information from spirit. 
That's all. You know, it's not coming from me. It's not what I believe in. So it's what's right. I had to learn that from spirit. I had to, just from day one with this gift, I had to say, well, spirit, you know, most high, I believe in this. And spirit says, I don't, well, you can believe what you want, but this is the fact. This is what's really it, what it is, Anthony. And I, be, I had to swallow what I believed in all the time to try not adopt the belief systems along the way because it's about the information at spirit that breaks the belief systems that is the right information. So read Fruit Fear from my first book, if you can. Um, electrolytes, hydration is critical for electrolytes. Celery, critical for electrolytes. We're counting down the minutes now <laughs> in there. So the living fruits I'm talking about are critical. And the celery juice, the mineral salts that identify, that spirit identifies, is um, critical to imperative inside of us. That's how we heal. Our nervous systems get stronger. Your nervous system is dependent on glucose and mineral salts. Glucose from sugar, sugar from fruits, glucose, and from starchy vegetables, Glucose and mineral salts, your nervous system and your brain have to have that or we fall apart along the way. Or if we're sick, we really fall apart if we're sick with some kind of neurotoxic you know, virus that's causing neurotoxins in the body and giving us trouble. Neurotoxins that in the, in the thyroid book, you guys got to check out the thyroid book. Just you got to check it out. Read the description. I mean, the description. You can go to Amazon. Read the description. It, 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 it's, it's probably it. The problem is with this thyroid book, is it's so intense, and there's so much information from spirit, scientific meaning from spirit, mean future information that science doesn't know now, real science, and it's so much. It's so packed that when, you know, I finished the book, and, you know, and read it for you know again. I was just, I just sat back and I said, when this thing hits and people read this, I don't know what's going to happen. It's so packed. Listen, I love you guys. No, I care. I really do. And that's what it's about. That's why I'm here. I'm here for you. I am. And I'm going to keep on delivering information. I love you dearly. Just know I care one day at a time. I know you guys suffer. I know many of you have been through hell and back. I believe it. I know. I love you.